Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Rachel. Good evening. I'm going to try that again. Good evening. We're grateful that you're with us tonight. Grateful that you've taken time from your busy schedule to be here and to come and to, to honor those that have gone before us tonight. My prayer tonight is that this time together, that it not only reminds of our reminds us of our oneness with each other, but our oneness with all that is, even those that have gone before us. My prayer tonight also is that this is a healing time for you, for all of us here tonight. A time where we know without a doubt that all is well, that all is well. I want to welcome you here in the sanctuary, but I also, and I also want to welcome those that are live streaming with us tonight. We're grateful for your presence tonight, again, realizing that there is no distance in spirit and that we are one with each other. And those of you that are streaming with us, we invite you, if you would like a name called aloud, please put that in the chat and we will we will somehow make that happen. So we will do that. So we appreciate your presence here tonight as well. Also want to acknowledge our Unity Prayer Chaplains tonight. I'm going to invite these beautiful souls that came early in Hell Sacred Space to stand. They came early. They held sacred space in the sanctuary tonight. And they're here to hold that sacred space with you, to listen with the ears of their heart, to pray aloud with you, and then to hold what they have heard in the strictest of confidence. So tonight, if you have a prayer request, by all means, uh, seek out a Unity Prayer Chaplain. Thank you for your service tonight, and you may be seated. Also, if you have not done so, we're going to take just a moment. If you need to put anything on our remembrance table, if you have not done that, we invite you to do that a picture or something that, that reminds you of your loved ones, we can come and do that now if you choose to do so. So with that being uh, said, let's just take a moment and open together our hearts. Go to that place within your heart and within your mind that only you can go. That only you can go. Take a deep breath with me and just let go, knowing that this is truly a safe place. Sweet Holy Spirit within, 
We give thanks that you are here tonight as we know you are, as we know you tonight as peace and love and comfort. We give thanks, Holy Spirit, that wherever we go and whatever we do, that you are present and that nothing can separate us from your love. We are fully surrounded and enfolded by the light and the love of God. I invite you to call upon the wonder of your higher selves tonight and open yourself to be vessels of this love, this love of healing and of peace this evening. We feel that presence right here, right now. And we say thank you. Thank you, God. Amen.
said, speak to us of joy and sorrow. And he answered, your joy is your sorrow unmasked. And the self-same well from which your laughter rises is often filled with your tears. And how else can it be? The deeper that sorrow carves into your being, the more joy you can contain. Is not the cup that holds your wine the very cup that was burned in the potter's oven? And is not the lute is not the lute that soothes your spirit the very wood that would, was hollowed with knives? When you are joyous, look deep into your heart, and you shall find it is it is only that which has given you sorrow that is giving you that joy. When you are sorrowful, look again into your heart, and you shall see that in truth you are weeping for that which has been your delight. Some of you say, joy is greater than sorrow. And others say, nay, sorrow is greater. But I say to you, they are inseparable. Together they come, and when one sits alone with you at your board, remember that the other is asleep upon your bed. Verily, you are suspended like scales between your sorrow and your joy. Only when you are empty are you stand still and balanced.
As long as we live, at the rising sun and its going down, we, we remember them. At the blowing of the wind and the chill of winter, we remember them. At the opening of the buds and in the rebirth of spring, we remember them. At the blueness of the skies and in the warmth of summer, we remember them. At the rustling of the leaves and in the beauty of the autumn, we remember them. At the beginning of the year and when it ends, we remember them. As long as we live, they too will live, for they are now a part of us as we remember them. When we are weary and in need of strength, we remember them. When we are lost and sick at heart, we remember them. When we have decisions that are difficult to make, we remember them. When we have joy, joy that we crave to share, we remember them. And when we have achievements that are based on theirs, we remember them. For as long as we live, they too will live. For they are now a part of us as we remember them. Yes. Yes, we remember them. Reverend Pat, Reverend Tony, Judy, Rachel, thank you for co-creating a safe and sacred space for us to remember them. As I was preparing for this evening, I reflected on grief, a really happy topic. Reflected on grief as a psychologist, as a minister supporting others, in their grief journey, but also more importantly, I think I reflected on my own personal journey with grief. And even though we teach, and I believe that life goes on from this human experience, that we are human beings having a spirit, uh, spiritual beings having a human experience, even though I believe that deeply, there still is that profound loss when someone we love deeply leaves us or leaves this expression. And in our human experience, I don't think there's anything more profound or more deep in terms of that ache. I also believe in spite of 
the belief that life continues on, it is vitally important to make space and honor our grief. Because if we don't, it gets us later on. Even our master teacher, Jesus, had the wisdom to know about grief and the importance of expressing that. Even in his wisdom and divinity, he still was aware of grief and loss. Part of that awareness and his experience is the fact, according to the Bible, that Jesus actually wept at the passing of his friend. So let me share with you, with you from the book of John. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews had been with Mary in the house comforting her, notice how quickly she got up and went out. They followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him, he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Then Jesus wept. Then Jesus wept. John chapter 11, verses 30 and 35. I think this passage is extremely important for two specific reasons. Number one, it really shows and demonstrates Jesus' humanity. He was so human that he felt that deep emotion, that deep ache when someone he loved passed on. I also believe in his weeping, in Jesus demonstrating that weeping, that human emotion, it gives us permission to do the same. It gives us permission to do the same. I know there have been deep losses as part of this spiritual community, both this year and the years before. I'm very present to those personal stories. And it's about us coming together, just like tonight, in compassion and in community to support each other around those losses. As a psychologist, I often talk about this idea that grief is cumulative. And what I mean by that is current grief triggers past grief, especially if it's not been fully processed and resolved. So I think it's so important that we not avoid and run from our grief. I think some of that... Uh, work also involves sometimes some forgiveness in terms of those that have left us, and sometimes that grief can get hooked up because of that lack of forgiveness that hasn't occurred yet. I also think that from a culture perspective, we don't do a good job with grief. You get two and a half days off to mourn your passing of your loved one and get on with life. We don't do it well, and so I think we have some opportunity there. One of my most significant grief experiences centers around my father's passing uh, due to cancer. This is now 20 years ago, and it still, it still grips me. And while it was one of the most significant, difficult, challenging situations I have been through, it is one of the most powerful and rich and rewarding experiences. I believe that in those difficult things, there are things of beauty. There are gifts that are available to us, provided we're present to them. I also, the term I use is anticipatory grief. And so when we know someone is not going to be with us all that much longer, it might trigger us to do our forgiveness work. It might trigger us to have those conversations, to express our love and because my dad's illness was what it was, we, I had the opportunity to do some of that healing and forgiveness work before he passed. One of my favorite memories 
um, two months before my dad passed, he and my mother traveled out east to Cape Cod to spend time with my brother and myself. And uh, it was important, I believe, for him to take this trip because if he didn't, it meant that he was sort of surrendering to his illness and he was going to be uh, gone. And so it was really a difficult travel for him to get out there. And we were in this beautiful place right on the water and just having together time, food and just spending time together. And uh, my brother at one point, years before that, had gifted me this beautiful kite that I had never flown it was kind of sitting in a drawer somewhere, and so somehow we had the idea, let's use that unused kite, and let's go fly a kite on the beach. So we gather up and get to the car to drive to the outer beach where it's much more open, and uh, we begin to fly this beautiful kite. And uh, my dad was so weak, he could not get out of the car. And my dad was... He was a vital man and just alive and passionate, and to see him in this condition was, was a difficult thing. And so, uh, and yet at the same time, he wanted to experience life, and he wanted experiencing flying this, this kite. And so somehow we had the idea that uh, the kite be flown outside the car through the sunroof. And so I remember watching him flying this kite, going down the beach with his big beaming smile going on. So I don't believe that would have happened as an experience with us as a family, with me, with him, had there not been this sense that life is short and life is passing. So the beautiful gift of that anticipatory grief. The last month of my dad's life, I made the decision to move home from Boston to spend that with my mom and dad, taking care of my dad. Again, one of the most difficult things I have done, and yet at the same time, there was a beauty and a richness in that. Uh, I am all about action and taking care of things and so forth, so uh, my mindset was, I'm going to cook, I'm going to clean, I'm going to take care of people, because I can funnel my anxiety and my energy into that sort of focus. And I was, you know, tending to my father as, as he needed and things like that, and so that was what I used my energy and anxiety for because it was really, we were moving towards this inevitable situation where he was going to pass and, you know, it was, it was like watching a slow motion train wreck as far as how that played out. I have vivid memories of my mother praying the rosary with him and for those of you that are Catholic or have that tradition in your background, you know what that's about. And I, on the side, also did the prayer for protection with him. So if you know about unity or have been here, you know exactly what I'm talking about. After my dad passed, again, I go into my doer mode of planning the perfect funeral, the perfect funeral luncheon, honoring my dad, beautiful music, beautiful readings, uh, beautiful luncheon, all of this. And it was truly, truly to want to honor this man and his legacy because he had touched many, many lives. His service was on a Friday that Saturday, right after the service, I flew back to Boston, where I was living, and then Sunday, that Sunday, I was in the office, catching up from all the work that I had missed. Months later, I realized I was running from my grief, and so once that hit me, it wasn't a pretty thing. And I share this with you as an example, really, of what not to do, what not to do. And again, this is 20 years ago, and I've learned a lot since then. And some things that I learned from that experience is that you, you can't outrun grief. You can avoid it a little bit, you can try and outrun it, but it eventually catches up. Grieving is a process, and each one of us has our own set of timing on that process, Grief comes and goes and ebbs and flows, and it comes up in the most inconvenient moments. Not that you can relate to that, I'm sure. And what I deeply believe is that grief softens. It never goes away. Never, ever goes away. As we move into this Christmas season the happiest time of year for some. If you find yourself grieving the loss of a loved one, especially if it's a recent loss, 
Be gentle with yourself. Allow your sp- yourself the space around grief. Find practical ways to comfort yourself and to honor those who have passed. One beautiful way of doing that is to tell stories. To tell stories about those who have left us. This past weekend, I had the wonderful gift of being with three of my brothers and three of my nephews and my sister-in-law. Most of them uh, live in Russia, and I have not been together with them for uh, about three years in this way. And it was just a beautiful experience to be together. And during this time, we shared stories. We shared stories about my mom and dad, their grandparents. So again, we keep memories alive. We keep alive by telling their stories. Another practical uh, way or two that I use to honor those that have gone before us is I use, on special occasion, my grandmother's china. I use my mother's silverware for those special occasions. I typically will set an empty place at the end of the table for all of those that are only with us in spirit as a way of honoring them. Having decorations that are meaningful to us, that may have a story from those individuals, all are great ways of honoring and then cooking special foods to honor those in our traditions. And so if you know me, you know my family and myself, I'm all about food. And so this weekend, my brothers and my nephews were making food in particular, I'm not going through the menu, but dumplings that my grandmother and my mother used to make. So here's this uh, four men in the kitchen doing, doing dumplings. And it was, it was a beautiful, beautiful gift to have that time and honoring my grandmother in that. So especially if this is your first year without someone special, encourage you to come up with a self-care plan in advance. What do you need to do to take care of yourself to honor the grief and express your feelings and at the same time have the support that's helpful and needed? And when the tears come, when the tears come, and they most likely will, remember Jesus wept. Jesus wept. My prayer for all of us, my prayer for all of us is that we gradually learn to walk with grief at our side. Maybe at some point we reach out and even hold the hand of grief. And then maybe, but only if, and only if we're ready, we can look grief in the eyes directly and bless it. And that might be a stretch right now for some situations, but... It's something to work towards. And we bless it, or we choose to bless it, because we know that behind that veil of grief is a connection, a presence, a love that never dies. And so it is. As we move to light the candles this evening... May we remember that days, months, or years are not the measure of a life. The measure is taken in the growth, the goodness, and the love that has been added to our lives because our loved ones were with us. And I remind us all that the tears are really a release for the welling up of all kinds of emotions that are normal and acceptable. You can think about each tear as a crystal, a crystal drop of love, a sacred form of energy that represents our true feelings. Remember, Jesus tells us that blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And remember, Jesus wept. first names I'll be reading are for those who could not be here tonight. Hopefully they're live streaming with us. We have Rick Hubbs, who's Joy Portsline's brother. 
Bruce and Darlene Johnson, Stephen Martin, Mark Stenholm, Paul, and Betty White, Lucy Gomez and Jose Valadon, Rolf Shea, Brian Webster, Marcy's mom and Lou's dad, I don't think so. Diane, Renee, Rosemarie, and Willard, loved ones of Elaine Carney. Um, Jerry Sass, Cher Joy Trulin, and Debbie Duncan. Don and Joan Fisher, Rob and Trolla Worley, Richard and Ursula Brustet. And now I'm going to read your names and then saying, lighting in memory of. So when you hear your name, please start getting up and coming down the center aisle. Um, Judith Killian, in memory of Nicholas Weber. Larry Kennebec, in memory of Mary Ellen Jasper. Schmid and family in memory of Ruth Pape. Jay Joyner and Ruth Elaine Hain in memory of Kari Cole. Mike and Obsatz and Gloria Smith, in memory of Regina Schulman, David and Ann Obsatz, Robert and Lucy Smith, and Robert Smith Jr. Judy DePaul, in memory of Jolene and Pamela. Edna Walsh, in memory of Mary Ellen Campbell, her daughter. Terry Hagena and Mike Griffin, in memory of Nicole, John, Belva, Margaret, and Edwin Hagena. Melissa Chapman, in memory of, is it Ginda or Ginda Harvey? Thank you. Jean Brandis, in memory of Ray, Lucille, Paul, and John Brandis, John and Al Beckel, and Cindy Jessica. James Timmons, in memory of Kathleen Lenat, and Mike Estamba, in memory of Eva Estamba, Jody Cruz, in memory of Jimmy Cruz. Cochran, in memory of Bill Cochran, Carol Gutch, and the Mary Lou Leitner.
chip, <coughs> excuse me, chip 10 bends out in memory of, um, just lost it, Mildred 10 bends out. Thank you. Brady Lee Hitman, in memory of Perry Hitman. And turn this backwards. Cindy Akas and Peg Delwu, in memory of Diane Delwu, Rob Akas, Rob and Mary Jane Johnson, and Gary Hedstrom. Patrick Sadler and Judy in memory of Donald and Patricia Sadler. Nancy Merritt, Dana Patterson, and Amy Mullen in memory of somebody. Okay. Hmm. I lost you. Oh, there you are. In memory of Vicki Ordvertuf. Bonnie Kubis, Estelle Merritt, John Ormson, Kathy Patterson, Brian Peterson, and Daniel Moran. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cassidy Meeks, in memory of John Meeks. And Mary Lynn Waterhouse, in memory of Jim, Ralph, and Irene Waterhouse. Judy Bailey and Larry Anderson. Marsha Carlson and Stephen McMichael in memory of Bruce Carlson. Driscoll in memory of Mac Driscoll, John McBride, and Steve McBride. Teresa Belden in memory of Leo and David Thomas. Larry Fonest in memory of Trone and Helen Fonest, Howard and Memory, Mary Knapp. Krishid Parak, in memory of Salu Parak. Natalie Valentino, in memory of Jim Valentino, Christina Wagner, Dolores Valentino Brackett, Marie Valentino Ordorf, and Carol Weber. Robin Nelson, in memory of Maynard and Arlene Madsen, Lynn Johnson, and Brian Mork. Judith Jopp, in memory of Kenneth Jopp and Madeline Hart, and Amber Trott. Sarah Cox, in memory of Jean Menenko, 
and Jasmine Summer Blossom. Carla Rayburg in memory of Marilyn Rayburg. Kelly Erickson in memory of Terry Lynn Quayle Haugie. Jen Baker in memory of Susan Boyd. Marie Pattengill in memory of Koth Clancy, Gary Anderson, Donna and Artgroff, and Tom Lapp. Elsie Nisley in on memory of George Nisley. Ryan Julian in memory of Early and Mary Lou Julian. Julian and Anna Julian, Ernest and Olive Steve. Sherry McNeil in honor of or memory of Dexter. And Dan Ostadal in memory of Ann Ostadal and Anna Preston in memory of Carl C. Sharon Anderson, in memory of Dave. Okay. Are there any other names that we haven't called? I know the ministers, but... in memory of. And Reverend Tony, missing somebody. Okay. Debbie Clark, Clarkson. Clarkson, okay, thank you. Reverend Tony, in memory of Hazel and Milton Benton and Lee Landry, when you're done. Thank you. Kevin in memory of Marv, Marlene, and Ivan Hudala. final candle was lit in honor of any of one whose name was not called. We take a minute now. Take in all of this beautiful candle lighting. Consider it as a symbol of unlimited and everlasting love. And at this time, I would invite you to join me in a time of meditation. 
If you would find that comfort, place of comfort. Breathe deeply. With each exhale, with each inhale, just breathe. Breathe in a deep sense of appreciation and gratitude. <laughs> gratitude for the abundant love that is present right here and now. Let us feel that presence of love as we continue to breathe deeply and our bodies and our minds relax into the flow of love. Let go for just a moment. Let go. Relax into this presence and this power that is love. And in this awareness, I invite you to call to mind some of the things that you appreciate about those loved ones who have passed, those who have gone before us. Bring their faces into your mind and heart. Recall how you felt when you were near them. And as you hold this image, this awareness, as you see them, look into their eyes. See the soul, for the eyes are the window to the soul. Observe the smile. Feel that presence. And then Bless, simply bless and thank them for being a part of the journey, your journey and theirs. To allow yourselves just to be. Just be. And as we hold ourselves in that presence, I hope that my words can become your words, words to your loved ones. These words I say now, I am so grateful for you being part of my life. I'm filled with gratitude for what you taught me and how you continue to enrich and bless my life. I ask that you please forgive me for any place that I might have fallen short with you in relationship or with anything that might have caused you hurt. I now completely forgive you for any remaining perceived transpasses. I now claim that any and all remaining perceived debts between us are fully released. Those cords are now cut free. The only thing that remains between us is everlasting love. Now let us take a few minutes and simply rest in the quiet and in the stillness presence of love. into now, into this moment, bringing with us that deep sense of love and appreciation for those individuals 
we hold so dear. We bring back a deep sense of forgiveness, peace, and completion at this time. And so it is, and so we let it be. Amen. time we're going to invite you to practice that spiritual law of generosity that law of giving and receiving and we are able to do things like this because of your generosity if you're streaming with us tonight we invite you to make a gift to unity minneapolis as well the direction should be on the screen if you're in the sanctuary tonight you can easily do that and there's a qr code in the pews as well the gift tonight you make, you might want to make it in honor of someone, in memory of someone. We invite you to do that as well. So let us just go within for a moment and center ourselves in this one presence, in this one power, God. We know this presence and this power tonight is peace and comfort. Grateful for the opportunity to come together to support each other on our spiritual journeys. So we bless these gifts tonight. We bless them. And we send them forth to fulfill our vision and our mission of a transformed world through prayer and education and service. And we are indeed blessed. And we say thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. I'm so blessed, I'm so grateful for all I have. I am so blessed, I am so blessed, I am grateful, I am blessed. I am so blessed, I am so blessed. I am grateful for all I have. I am so blessed. I am so blessed. I am so grateful. I am so
Are you gently sleeping here inside my dreams? And isn't faith believing all power can't be seen? As my heart holds you just one beat away, I cherish all you gave me every day. Cause you are my forever love watching me from up above and I believe that angels breathe and that love will live on and never leave fly me up to where you are beyond a distant star I wish upon tonight to see you smile if only for a while to know you're there a breath away is not far to where you I invite you to take a deep breath and join me in our closing prayer. As we move through this holiday season, we do so with steady hearts and peaceful minds. We honor the past. We remember them. We allow the love we have known to be reflected in everything we do. We allow the sorrow we have felt to be acknowledged too, for it is part of the fabric of our lives. In all things, we are reminded that life is a journey, and we are grateful for the beautiful companions with whom we have shared our path with. We stand ready for the rebirth of joy the rebirth of the Christ child in each of us. And to this we say, amen. Reverend Pat, Reverend Tony, I'm going to invite you up here, and if you join all of us in singing Silent Night, that will conclude our service. Silent Night Savior 